Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the world that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated world, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Glory, hallelujah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know about your time zone, but I want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dennis, Dennis Matov, all from Uganda, Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. And uh, I'm glad to bring you this wonderful program. This is our second day. Uh, the program is going to be called Experiencing Christ Daily. We are to experience Christ daily. And we began yesterday. This is our day two. We glorify God for this grace and the time he has availed us. Yes, we worship the Lord this morning. We say thank you, Lord Almighty, for this wonderful uh, time that you have brought for us. I request that wherever you are, you may um, share our audio so that um, you it goes and to several uh, platforms and people, your friends. We are talking about Christ and the church, how Christ is supposed to be uh, seen in the church by the grace of God. We are taking the church back to where it's supposed to be. And my burden by the grace of God is to show you that you can enjoy Christ daily. You can experience Christ daily. You can. It is possible by the grace of God. We are living in the end times and uh, Christ is, is preparing the body of Christ and you are part of the body. If you have not yet believed in the Lord, you should believe. You should come to know the truth. You should seek the truth by yourself. Yesterday we are talking about uh, the various things uh, that um, Paul was warning us from the book of Colossians. He was warning the church, warning us and showing us several things. The situation where the church uh, had reached in the book of Colossians and we quoted Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 and we also read verse 16 and 18 we shall repeat them um, I'm doing a recap before we continue and the Bible says in Colossians 2 8 it says that beware that no one carries you off as a spoil as a spoil through his philosophy empty deceits according to traditions of men according to the elements of this world and not according to Christ. So we see that Paul was warning the church uh, of Colossae to be careful because people had come in with philosophies, empty deceit, uh, tradition of men and elements of the world. People were using other things to, uh, to, to seduce people away from Christ and not according to Christ. So that means that when we read the book of Colossians, you discover that Paul was trying to bring back, to bring back the body of Christ to the right path. So this verse mentions 
four negative things which can cause us to be carried off as captives. He mentions philosophy. Yesterday we saw. He mentions empty deceit, tradition, and uh, elements of the world. So in our recap, before we continue, I wanted you, uh, if you didn't like uh, get us yesterday, uh, we say that philosophy, empty deceit, and tradition of men and elements of the world, these, in the eyes of fallen mankind, they, they appear to be good. They are uh, good. For example, philosophy, we say that it is highly developed product of culture, whereby people have got the highest product of culture, and it appears to be good. And we saw yesterday the elements of the world, these are elementary principles of certain teachings, uh, even biblical teachings and other teachings from theology and, uh, and doctrines may also be highly regarded by the society. And we see that whether it is philosophy, deceit, tradition, elements of the world, all these people, all these things can carry people away. They can carry people away from Christ. And my burden here today and every day shall be to show you the vision so that you begin to see Christ again in everything that is done in your day-to-day life, in everything that is done in the body of Christ, in everything that is done in your family, in your house. Let Christ be seen. Let Christ be seen. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verses 16, Paul says that, Let no one therefore judge you in eating and drinking, or in respect of feasts, or of a new moon, or of Sabbaths. Now, you see that these things... They are in the Bible, but they are not Christ. There are several things that are in the Bible, but they are not Christ. And you have got to see that they are pointing you where Christ is. And here we see that Paul lists a number of things that are positive. These things are positive. They are good. Eating, drinking, feast, new moon, Sabbath. When you find them in the Bible, you find some churches, some believers, believing them and following them. But they forget that these things were shadows that we are uh, pointing at Christ. And we are warned, just like the Colossi church, that let no one judge you with respect of those things. So we are in the book of Colossians as our beginning. Uh, we are beginning with the book of Colossians because it has a particular point showing us that we should not, we should not let anybody uh, beguile us don't let anybody lie you and our key verse is in Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 to 29 that's where we have gotten this uh, vision of this program the bible says in Colossians 1 26 it says that even the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations but now but now is made manifest to his saints uh, to whom God would make known that what is the riches uh, of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Paul was revealing to the Colossians that you have a Christ in you. We have a Christ in us that is better than any other things outside, any gifts. Christ is better than the spiritual gifts that he gave the church. Christ is better than the talents. Christ is better than any other preachings. If we don't see Christ in those things, then we have got to know that you are being beguiled or lied away from Christ. So, he says in verse 28 that, Whom we preach, Paul was preaching Christ, warning every man, like I've come to teach in a warning way, uh, to see that people look back to Christ. And they, they 
come back to Christ. So we are warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom uh, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So my burden is to see even in our church, Freedom Experience Ministry, you can like our Facebook page. Uh, even in our church, you discover that we teach, we, we teach, we want to present people perfect in Christ in Jesus' mighty name. So we see that the, uh, these, um, he talks about uh, the prizes. When we come to verses 18, Colossians uh, 2.18, says, Let no one purposely defraud you. Let no one purposely defraud you. Um, you uh, of your prize in humility and worship of angels standing on things which he has seen vainly puffed up and upon uh, up by the mind of his flesh that is Colossians chapter 2 verse 18 now we see that the uh, the prize spoken of here in this verse is Christ Christ is the only prize that God can give the church and um, every every positive human virtue cannot uh, cannot represent Christ so he talks about Christ being our uh, praise and our enjoyment but you discover that uh, it is very possible people have, have been defrauded of the prizes uh, this prize through humility uh, every positive and human virtues and these things have covered Christ's beauty now the mixture of cultures flooded the church at Colossae the same applies today and the church should be a house uh, yet a church should be a house filled with Christ and constituted with Christ alone so we want you to see this wherever you are um, that even your business even your money your prosperity nothing is supposed to veil you so that you no longer see Christ your money your education your marriage your, your, your place of work your position is supposed to point you at Christ you're supposed to glorify Christ to see God in Christ Jesus so we see that the constituent of the church what makes the church should be Christ and Christ alone and for the church is the body of Christ that was that 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 is what we are talking about yesterday the church should be the body of Christ it is the body of Christ is built up by Christ alone we have gifts in the church we have miracles and signs and wonders and all other good gifts but they should not replace the person of Christ they are supposed to point us at Christ and this is why we come with this message every day every morning at 8 experiencing Christ daily even at your place of work you can see Christ you can talk about Christ you can minister Christ and nonetheless we see that these good elements uh, of culture especially we have been talking about philosophy and uh, religion these things have invaded the body of christ saturated the body of christ and now it is we, we no longer see christ every day we are seeing these things we are seeing people we are seeing things we are seeing the, the external glories we are seeing the the, the gifts we are seeing the the, the, the uh, teachings now don't quote me wrong these things are needed in the church but my, my my burden is that they are covering the glory of Christ. They are covering Christ. They are uh, um, they are diverting you from Christ. Yet they should show you Christ. So my message is that you should see that in all those good things you see in the body of Christ in the churches today. If you don't see Christ, if you don't see any constitution of Christ in you, if you're not growing in Christ, if you're not increasing in Christ then check yourself and you see that 
you know the right thing to do. You have got to see that you see Christ even in teachings, even in preachings, even all miracles, signs and wonders, and all other good spiritual gifts. They are supposed to minister Christ. Christ has been almost together replaced by other things, especially by good things, especially by biblical things. There are some things that are biblical, but when people stick on them and they make them uh, the, the daily food, then you no longer see Christ. You begin to see those things. And the Lord is telling the church to wake up. He's telling the believers to wake up. Those that follow Christ should wake up. Read your Bible clearly. Study the scriptures. Go deep in the spirit so that you see this life in Christ. So we see that the name of Christ may be found in Christianity. All people that call themselves Christians, they call the name of Jesus Christ. They say that Jesus Christ is our Lord. All religious uh, Christian believing uh, religions and other churches, they call Jesus Christ their Lord. But the reality of Christ may be absent. You discover that you sit in a service, you sit in a program, you you watch a video or a live a live uh, like a live service on online, even audios like this one, and you try to trace the reality of Christ, and you sense that there is He's absent, and we see that many things have become substitutes for Christ. Yet God gave us one gift. God gave us the best gift, which is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Colossians, in John chapter 3, verses 16, says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The, in other words, God could not give us any other thing that is beautiful other than Jesus Christ. So if any gift, if any miracle, if any science, if any teaching, if any prosperity, if any culture, philosophy, all those stuff, doctrines, theology, if they do not reveal Christ, then we should be careful. We should be careful. For example, we see that even teachings of the Bible, they are used by the enemy of God as such a substitute for Christ himself. These things are a substitute in Christ. The devil is wise. He cannot come to church with black whatever and in black and with a tail. No. He's going to use the things that are positive in the Bible. He's going to use the things that we love most in the scriptures. And he knows that what, what I'm doing is that I'm veiling these people. They, they are not going to concentrate on Christ. They are going to concentrate on having these things. For example, we ministers of God, we can go for prayer. And you pray for the anointing, the power, the gifts, the talents, the part, the attraction. And you find that in our prayer, we fail to say, Lord, that I may know you. Like Paul said in Philippians, I want to know him. I want to see his glory. So we should come back to the reality. Many Christians study. They go to theology, Bible schools. And on all the studies, even discipleship classes, people, they fail to contact Christ. So we have a lot of teachings, we have a lot of doctrines, we have a lot of philosophy, theologies, and other things, but we don't have enough Christ in reality. So this is uh, due to Satan's subtlety. He's so wise. Any kind of Christian work can replace Christ himself. These things are in the Bible, and even people, they have now begun to call them bad things. I, I have some friends of mine, they say we don't want to see miracles, we don't believe in miracles uh, because those, those people who do miracles, they are, they, have, they are frauds. It's not like that. Miracles are in the Bible. Signs and wonders in the Bible. Gifts like the prophetic ministry is in the Bible. Teaching ministry is in the Bible. These things are in the Bible, but our, our burden is to see that 
you you see that they point you at Christ. So Christians, we have got to work towards that. We should minister Christ. We should go for Christ. And as 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 Christians, we should work particularly for one goal, not uh, to substitute Christ with any other thing, and not to see that these things that appear to be good they they divert you from the the purpose as to why you received them. They were given unto you, even these physical things. Uh, God blesses us with money. God blesses you with prosperity, business, marriage, a good wife, a good husband, children, a car, and you end up being diverted from Christ instead of these things bringing you nearer to Christ. So these are the things that we're talking about. You are supposed to experience Christ on a daily basis. And as you enjoy him, as you see him in your vision, in your day-to-day life, as you call him everything and all things, I tell you, you will begin to see the light and this light will be a life to you and you begin to 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 expand and grow in the things of god by the glory of god so people have used personalities people have have uh, they have attractive and powerful personalities some people including ministers of god they have good personalities they have good uh, they are attractive they are powerful in their um, demonstrations and they use these personalities to draw people but not to christ but to, to themselves. So this is where we have got to be so wise. When God has given you a, a personality or an attractive, um, you are so attractive in what you do, in, in the way you appear, in what you have achieved, and uh, you have achieved, God has blessed you. The, this is a wake-up call. We should point people to Christ, not to ourselves, not to promote us, but to promote Christ. Remember, by John says, the Baptist, John says in John chapter 3, and says that him, must i must decrease but he must increase paul uh, john knew a secret when they were when the disciples wanted to celebrate him they told him john uh, why is it that the other man you baptize is taking your disciples many people are following him they are no longer coming for you uh, to you for baptism then john said no you didn't know i came that i prepare his coming and because he has come i should disappear from the scene so this is what you're supposed to do when christ appears we are supposed to disappear when christ manifests we are supposed to disappear so that he appears and his glory uh, is shine will shine up upon you it will shine upon you whatever you do let christ reign let christ be above all things and this is the reason as that many christians they they compliment and uh, they even praise some personalities even certain pastors certain ministers and they say this is my god this is my man and they would speak all those things but we want to open our eyes to see that we we don't take we are not taken by these strong personalities and are attracted by people in their niceness in their humidity but we should be attracted in the Christ they have we should attracted uh, be attracted with with the Christ you see in their ministry so Christians, we have got to choose. We have also this, uh, we attend certain particular places, particular churches, particular, we go to particular ministers uh, because they are kind, because they are sympathetic, because they are attractive, because they have a nice personality. We are taken by other things and we don't go for Christ. So this is a wake-up call. You have got to enjoy Christ. You have got to seek Christ. You have got to take Christ as your portion. The Bible says, um, I'll give you some verse in Psalms. Psalm 16. The Bible says in Psalm 16, let me show you. Uh, Psalm 16. The psalmist got a vision and a revelation concerning taking Christ as your portion. Taking Christ as your portion. So he says in Psalm 16, 
Mm. Please continue to share, continue to uh, follow because we are only starting this our day 2. The Bible says in uh, Psalms chapter 16 verses 5 it says that the Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup thou maintainest my lot the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places yes i have a goodly heritage so it says that god the lord is his portion his his inheritance Uh, the lord is his and the lord is jesus christ he says that the lord is the portion of my inheritance if i have any inheritance then that inheritance the lord jesus is my portion in other words if you have a business the lord is, should be your portion of that business if you have a marriage the lord should be a portion of that marriage in other words everything you have the lord should be the portion of your inheritance god has given us inheritance including prosperity including good things including marriage including children including um, wealth including people but we should see like this psalmist he says the lord is the portion of my inheritance and he says he is my cup and he says that you maintain my lot you see so all things that we get as inheritance whether they appear to be good they should be we should be seeing Christ as the portion as your 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 inherit the portion of that inheritance you understand so we are supposed to see that we take Christ as a portion take Christ as our inheritance is the portion of our inheritance so we see that uh, in church today uh, we have substituted good things like our character and our behavior for Christ a person just appears to look be uh, calm and is humble and uh, is a go- of a good character and we begin to think that that is Christ but uh, if anyone uh, comes in and serves in a sinful way or a proudful way that we can easily see and we are frustrated and we are seeing that no that is not from God no now this is another challenge whereby the natural meekness and this humility natural humility which is not Christ's humility which which is not Christ is meekness, Christ is humility because these are two different things. There is what we call your natural meekness, your natural humility, your natural good character, your 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 exposure, your composure. You are in a good you have a good character and people would think that that is Christ's character. You have got to see the difference between your character and Christ as a character in you. So there is the love that which is physical and the love which is agape so you how can you tell there is a meekness which is uh, a physical meekness your natural meekness your natural humility your natural and these things are damaging and frustrating the the the, the body of christ because they are still natural they are not spiritual things this is part of you some of people say this is who i am even when before i got saved I was meek i was humble and you, you think that when you come to church you come to christ these things will remain no there is something that is better and higher there is a higher humility there is a higher meekness that christ gives those that come to him and christ becomes your humility christ becomes your meekness christ becomes your character christ becomes the love that you need that is um unending love a love without strings attached so everyone realizes that nothing sinful can be related to christ but people will fail to see that um your good character is not of christ in other words when a person is sinful is proud uh, you can see that that is not of christ but what about these good things that are that people are using 
the, the, the good things, even the, the speech, even the, the, the fluency, even the what, those good things. And you say, ah, he has God. There is God here because of what you saw, because of what you, 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 you see in this person. And you fail to see the Christ. And these things are frustrating you from seeing Christ. So everyone has, has gone to, to wake up. You've got to wake up to this call enjoy christ see christ as your portion take christ as everything that you desire so we see that uh, uh, people's excellent behaviors they are representing christ they are replacing christ so let us even if you feel that i'm humble as a person you should seek for the humidity of christ so so that you get a revelation of the pure humility and you get the character which is godly character so that you don't substitute your good character with Christ his character or Christ as your character so another thing we saw yesterday and I want to talk about it is the the, the culture the where the church is and the culture of the, the people where we come from from our different cultures now because the church is composed of human beings it is difficult for the church to be separated from the society you can't say that the church because we are now born again we don't belong to the society no the Lord said we are in the world, we are not of the world. He said so in John 17. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Uh, he says that I don't pray that you take them out of the world. So he, 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 we are in the world, we cannot go away with that. And, and in, the, in the society we see that there is a composition of cultures. And we see that the church is, is going to be with this culture, cultured people. They are going to come to church. And uh, the church is going to remain in the society. The church is going to be in that Syria, that that um, difficult village, you know, that difficult city, you know, where people are doing funny stuff. The church is going to be there. But how are we going to be separate and unique? How are we, how are we going to come out as some a, a unique, a unique people, a unit of people who are not going to be like mixed up with the culture? We have got to 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 preach Christ. We have got to put on Christ. We have got to see that we preach Christ, not. Uh, relating to the influence of the culture so even when we are saved we are supposed to uh, not come with our backgrounds we are supposed not to come back to church with our backgrounds we are supposed to leave everything for christ and we begin to pursue christ you begin to look for christ so as believers we should uh, some people uh, believers they love their fellow uh, uh, people that come from the certain culture, similar backgrounds that is like theirs, and they forget that when we come to Christ, there is no Greek, no, uh, no Jews, no Americans, no what, but it is Christ who is the all and in all. So we are supposed also to forget all those um, uh, characters, rather cultures and uh, similar backgrounds where we come from. Uh, whites loving whites and black loving on the blacks and uh, this culture loving this culture in church they do not work you see that in the bible in the book of colossians uh, paul was mentioning a lot of uh, sects a lot of isms that were uh, exerting the, uh, their influence to the church for example the judaism the ascetism the mysticism the gnosticism these sects were always there and they could come into the church with their doctrines, with their culture, with their teachings, and uh, they, they could mix with the, 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 the church, and it's, um, it was always a problem. So the Lord wants us to be 
with one personality. He wants us to be with one personality. That is the personality of Christ. Not to, uh, again, to uh, entangle ourselves in these cultures, in this, where we come from. Once we come to church, we are one body, we are one brother. We have one blood, the blood of Jesus. We have one spirit, the spirit of God. We have one body, the body of Christ. So we cannot separate. You cannot see any more Greek, Jews, what? Uh, we are only one body. Whether you are you are a white, I'm a black, you are which color? We are one in Jesus' mighty name. So this is our burden, and uh, this is our burden, this is our burden, and this is what we want to bring to you. We want to open your eyes to bring Christ to you. And we have we are going to bring a lot of secrets in the Bible, a lot of deep things, so that we point Christ unto you in Jesus' name. Now, when we go to the Bible, I will show you something. In the Bible, we see that uh, the church life must be constituted uniquely of Christ, nothing else. Uh, it should be our only constituent or uh, our composition or our component, you understand? So, it should be our very constitution. This is uh, the reason that uh, in this book as of Colossians, where we have started, we have begun from, we see that there is a lot, a lot of uh, expressions of Christ and that Paul used to describe Christ. For example, uh, Paul says that Christ is, is, is called the image of the invisible God. Christ is the image of the invisible God. And he calls Christ the firstborn of all creation. Paul goes on to call Christ the firstborn from among the dead and the body of all shadows. You see, Christ is the body of all shadows. And when you come to Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, you see that Paul says that in the new man, which is the church now, there is no possibility of having Greek or Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian or Scythian, a slave or free. Rather, he says that in the new man, Christ is all and in all. In other words, in the new man, we only pursue Christ, we only see their Christ, no matter which race you come from, no matter which culture you come from, in the new man, which is the church, which is the body of Christ, there is nothing like any difference. We only supposed to see Christ being all and in all. Now this means that Christ must be everyone. Amen. Christ must be everyone. Christ must be in everything and in everyone. In the new man, there is no room for Chinese, Africans, Japanese, um, Americans, British, French, Germans. No, there is nothing like that in the church. Christ must be every one of us. Christ must be, uh, in the new man, Christ must be you. Christ must be me. Christ must be us. So not only must uh, culture go, uh, but also we have to go. When I say we have to go, I mean that our race has got to go. Where we come from, have got to go. Even your nature must go so that you put on the nature of Christ. And this is so important. And this is a revelation you have got to see that in the church, no culture, no race, no no, and even your nature. Some of us we say this is how I grew. Now, when you get saved, the how I grew has got to go. Your you has got to go. The old you must go so that Christ appears. You must decrease, he must increase. We need to, to heed Paul's warning, to be aware of anything that will carry us away from Christ. So, in other words, the sisters should be aware of kindness, gentleness, sympathy. Uh, humility, those virtues that replace Christ. Even as the brothers, we should be, be, be aware of sound mind, reasoning, strong will, boldness. We have these characters as men, eh? and uh, these other virtues that can substitute Christ. These things must go, Christ must remain. 
and we see that this is the the, 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 the satiety of the enemy to tempt us into trying to be nice, gentle, mild, attractive, and all things you do. Once I have a good, I, I have a fluent English, I have uh, a good vocabulary, then I pride about that. I'm not saying that I do, but some people, they do. They say, ah, I love that pastor. I love that man of God because the way he preaches, the way he teaches, but I've got to see Christ in my teaching, in his teaching, in his preaching. That's why people are frustrated because they come to meet a wrong source. So nevertheless, as preachers and ministers, we should teach and practice and I practice these things as are needed. The gifts are needed, the preachings are needed, the teachings are needed, but we are supposed to be careful to see that we point people to Christ. I'm speaking now on the side of the preachers and the teachers where I come from. Uh, we are teachers, we are preachers, we are ministers of God. We are supposed to show people Christ in our messages, in our speak, even in our actions, so that when there is a demonstration of God's power, it is supposed to manifest the glories of Christ. Because once we gather and we have worshipped and, and, and we have come as a church, He will manifest and there will be signs and wonders, miracles, gifts, and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, revelation. These things will happen because the Holy Spirit is among us. But they are happening for one thing, for one cause, to show you Christ, so that you take Christ, so that you know Christ, you understand? So this is what we need to, to be doing in the body of Christ. This is how we are going to revive and to recover the body of Christ. We are supposed to recover the church. We are supposed to, rehab, to recover the scriptures so that they mean what they mean in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm concerned even in, in churches today, they are attracted, people are attracted to uh, the church life but not by Christ, um, uh, but but by the character and the behaviors of certain brothers and sisters. A person can come to a church because the church has got certain things it does. Yes, that is good, but people, when they come because of things that brought them in, they forget that they have come to meet Christ. Even the people that did those things that brought them in, they forget that we, we use those avenues, we use those things so that we point people to Christ. So we have got to be very careful, very careful as we are pursuing Christ because we are to pursue one thing only, which is Jesus and Christ our Lord. So we see that even good things and bad things, both sinful things and cultured things, these things must go. Let Christ manifest. Let Christ be seen. Hallelujah. Let Christ be seen. Let us uh, eliminate all other good things and aspects of culture and what we use in ministry. Today God has blessed us. When you go to any church, it appears beautiful, magnificent, with the lights, with the colors, with a lot of decoration. But I pray that when we enter into our churches that look like that, we are not overtaken by what we see. We are taken by the Christ that is represented, the Christ that is expressed. If I cannot see Christ in that magnificent place, in that glorious place, if I cannot see Christ in that, in those deep teachings and revelations, then I've got to check whether I'm being built. So we should pursue Christ in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the enemy is there outside and he has come also to church in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that is so subtle. You cannot see him, but he is operating. But the Lord says, wake up, wake up. And, and these things are offensive to God. If Satan cannot corrupt us with evil things, 
I tell you, God knows that the devil will try to use good aspects and good cultures and good things that we use, even the gifts, even the the, the other um, teachings. The devil can use them to replace Christ. For him, it does not matter. He does not care to to leave the church uh, with any other things but take away the reality of Christ. The devil will not will not care as long as you don't see Christ and you see things. He will not care. So among today's Christians, we uh, we are supposed to be a, a people uh, that sense nothing else but Christ. We are supposed to be a people that seek Christ. We are supposed to be a people that are ready for Christ. Why? It is because Christ is the bride, the bridegroom, and we are the bride. He's coming back for a church. He's coming to marry the church. He calls the church the wife. And if I cannot see my husband and I see the good things he does for me, then I'm about to lose my husband and the affection of my husband. You understand? So if the Bible says that he's coming back for a church, to marry the church, to take the church as his wife, what should the wife do? A wife, uh, are we supposed, as a wife, are you supposed to uh, look at the things the husband has done for you and uh, the things has brought for you and the things has bought for you and you fail to see, to, 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 to uh, enjoy and experience the, the intimacy with your husband and the reality of your husband? In other words, when you get married, what do you want? Do you want a husband? Do you want the things of a husband? So we have got to open our eyes that um, even churches, we are supposed to beware of good things and even um, of the personalities and we seek the person of Christ we seek the reality of Christ we seek himself alone and uh, we are not to replace him with in every in, with everything amen so um, um, this is what is my burden in the name of Jesus and this is why we call our self freedom experience ministry so that uh, this for this reason we see that uh, Many Christians uh, have got, they, are, they find it difficult to see Christ in the service. We can see the music, we can see the, the other thing, and we fail to see a glimpse of Christ. So this is our burden. We are supposed to experience Christ daily. Everything that we do is supposed to manifest Christ, even the good things, even even when the church becomes prosperous, we are supposed to still see Christ. We are supposed to preach Christ. The, the, you remember Paul says in Corinthians that when I came to you, I did not come in with money's wisdom, but I came uh, with one thing. I didn't want to know any other thing. I came to preach Christ and Christ alone. So no matter you use the powers, miracles, what he said, I don't want to care as long as they uh, you see Christ in me. So... We have got to see the Christ in you, who is the hope of glory. The mystery is, is now revealed. Christ is a mystery revealed. Christ is a mystery revealed. Is is a mystery revealed. Is no longer a mystery. Is a revelation now. Christ is a revelation. Hallelujah. You are supposed to see a revelation daily. Even today, I pray that you see Christ. Even today, I pray that you, you see the, the, the person of Christ in your business, in your place of work, as you are doing your housework, as you are, you are moving around, even as you are on Facebook, see the personality of Christ. So even as preachers and teachers, we are supposed to, uh, to preach Christ and, uh, all the doctrines regarding Christ and even the preachings and teachings, they have become substitute for Christ himself, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't be. Our teachings, our doctrines, they are supposed to reflect Christ. And if they are not reflecting Christ in his reality, because when I talk about reflecting Christ, I'm not talking about Christ in, in a doctrinal way. No, I'm not talking about Christ as a teaching. No, 
I'm talking about Christ as a revelation, Christ as a reality, Christ in his personality, whereby a person through the teaching can experience Christ. A person through the, the, the miracle signs and wonders, he can enjoy Christ. He can take Christ with him. He can make Christ his, his uh, portion. You get the point? His portion. So that's, that's, this is so important. And this is the situation that is happening in the body of Christ today. So we have we have a clear understanding, and uh, uh, as we are going through this book of Colossians, we shall see that we shall realize that the only way for us to take is the way of the cross. The way of the cross is the only way we are to take for to find Christ. The cross is both a narrow way and a high way. In other words, you choose where to go to pass. When you come to the cross, you have got saved. The, the Lord tells us to carry the cross, carry your cross, because the cross is the way. But on the cross, you find that there is both the narrow way and the high way. How do I mean? This is what I mean. Uh, for those not willing to take the cross, to carry the cross daily, the cross is a narrow way whereby they, it is so shallow, they can, um, they, you can choose to live a simple life in Christianity, a life that, that does not seek God higher, that, that does not go deeper in Christ. But there is also another way, which is a highway, a highway. And this is a, a highway whereby you find the realities of Christ, a spiritual way. You understand? A believer can carry the cross and he lives a superficial life, a natural life, and a soul life. And other people can carry the cross, they follow Christ, but in a highway whereby they live a spiritual life, whereby they are able to see Christ in their spirit. Remember, when Christ comes to you, he enters your spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, if you are born again, the Spirit of God is in your spirit. You cannot find the Spirit of God in your soul life, in your mind, in your heart, in your flesh. You will never. That means that anything that I do in the soul life and in the spirit, in the physical life, I will never come to Christ. I will never come to the Spirit. I will never come to the reality of God. I will always be in a superficial way, in a narrow way, and I'm, I'm in church, and I'm, I'm teaching, I'm preaching, I'm doing, I'm ministering, but I've never met with Christ. We need an encounter. And the encounter is for you to turn to the Spirit. Once you turn to your spirit man, which is the third part or that you, you know, the, the, the Spirit, once you turn to the Spirit, that's where you're going to find Christ. That's where you're going to find the Holy Spirit. That's where you're going to find the high life, the higher life in Christ. That's where you're going to find the realities of Christ and you're going to enjoy, you're going to experience the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we see that um, for those not willing to take the cross, the cross, uh, they choose to take the narrow way whereby no difficulties, no problems. And uh, But for those who are willing to take this way or the higher way, it is, it is, uh, you are supposed to pay a price and the cross will become your highway and you begin to walk through that highway. The Bible says that there is a way where, uh, that is so unique is a highway of, of, of righteousness, the highway of holiness. In Isaiah, the Bible mentions about the highway. There is a way. And even Job says there is a way. So this is the highway we are talking about. In the church, we should, uh, all of us should be, uh, we should be nobody. We should be nothing. We should only see Christ. We should choose to go into that path whereby we are able to see the reality of Christ. Hallelujah. So this was Paul's attitude when he was teaching the, Coloss the Colossians. And this is our attitude as we are teaching the body of Christ today. Uh, we need to be 
to die. We need to be buried. Our old man is supposed to die, is supposed to be buried, so that the new you appears, so that the reality of you appears. And your new you is whereby you find the, com the composition of Christ. So we are supposed to lay hold on this revelation. We are supposed to see that whatever we do, whatever we have, whatever we are, uh, can become a, uh, cannot become a, a substitute for Christ. But uh, we are supposed to see that we are capable of reflecting Christ in our speech, in our doings, in our prosperity, in everything that we do, in the way we do things, in the way we speak. We are supposed to see that people take Christ and they may experience Christ as their experience, as their life. So we see that through the cross we need to become nothing else. Through the cross we have we have to get nothing other than Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, we need to know that uh, we are to become nothing, we have to have nothing else, we are to be able to do nothing else other than Christ. Everything that we do is supposed to bring Christ in his reality. So whatever we are, whatever we have, whatever we can do, cannot become a substitute of Christ. My prosperity cannot substitute Christ. My teachings cannot substitute Christ. My education, my my, my business, my, nothing is supposed to take the place of Christ. You are supposed to enjoy Christ daily. You are supposed to experience Christ daily. You are supposed to take Christ daily in Jesus' mighty name. And, and this, is, uh, th this is our life. This is what we call Christ our life. The Bible says that Christ is our life. You see, Christ is our life. Christ uh, is all and in all. When you look at the book of Colossians, which is a major book in, in the beginning of these teachings, we see that it teaches us that in the church life, Christ must be all and in all. So everything that is not Christ must go. You see, everything that is not Christ must go. So allow me to, uh, to finish in the next 15 minutes by reading you a few verses. And so that we pray and we call it a day in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We are back in the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Uh, now we are reading from verses 1 um, through. The Bible says in Colossians, <clears throat> Colossians, wonderful book with four chapters. Yet they are important in the Christian life. So it says, I've reached there, says that Paul, an apostle, Colossians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother. It says that um, to the saints and uh, faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace and uh, be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we give thanks to God. This is Paul now writing to them. To God, to the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, we heard of your faith that you have in Christ. Now you see, you as we are going to read through this chapter 1 of Colossians, you will see that Paul was mentioning the things that make him to pray for them, make him to love them. He says, when we had your faith in Jesus, I don't know which where, do, where you put your faith, but he says, your faith in Christ. In other words, when you love your pastor, you have got to have faith in Christ. When you see a gift, you are supposed to see uh, you have faith in Christ, not faith in those things, not faith in the man, a son of man. You see, so it says, 
when I had your faith in Christ, when I had your faith in Christ, he says that uh, I had your faith in Christ and, and of the love which you have to all the saints. Two things that Paul mentions in Colossians. He says when he looks at a Christian, he, see, he wants to see whether he has faith in Christ and the love of brethren. Today there is no love, there is no faith, but there is the pursuing of the good things that are in church. There is a pursuing of the, 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 the magnificent things that we meet in church. But Paul mentions about the faith in Christ and the love of all the saints. He says that um, in verse 5, And for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, uh, wherefore ye, he says, When we had before, he says, Wherefore we, ye had before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Don't forget, I'll come to explain all everything that is written in each in each verse because we are just beginning it says that um which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringing forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of god in truth it says as you also learned of the Epaphras, our dear fellow servant who is for you as a faithful minister of christ so you, you count the number of times that Paul mentions Christ, in Christ, for Christ, and to Christ. So he mentions, because he wants everything that is done in the body of Christ to point at Christ. He says in verse 8, Who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit? Epaphras, when he went to visit the church of Colossae, he came back with a report to Apostle Paul and told him, the other people in this church of Colossae have seen they have a love. And he says that the love is the love in the spirit. So that is the uh, Christ's love. Christ's love is a love in the spirit, not a love in our soul life, which is uh, as God's string, strings attached, is conditional, it changes. But he says, he told us about your love in the spirit and says for this cause we also since the day we heard that you have a love in the spirit you have the faith uh, you have faith in christ we do not cease to pray for you paul went on to pray for them and said that we desire that we might be that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom he continued to pray for them that they may continue to know the knowledge of the will of god you see now there are many knowledges, there are various knowledges, but it is good for us as a body of Christ to have the knowledge of the will of God, whereby you know what the will of God is for your life and for your church and for the things that you have. Now that there is a will of God as to why you have the money you have. There's a will of God as to why you are married, as to why you go to school, as to why you travel, as to why you have that business, as to why you have that church, as to why you have those people. There is a will of God. So Paul was praying for them and he told them that, I am praying for you that you may come to the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In verse 10 says that, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all uh, pleasing, being fruitful in in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In other words, he was praying for them the spiritual things, the increase in the knowledge of God. Now, if all things that we find in the body of Christ, whether gifts, all talents, all the these good appearing and man, 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 magnificent things, if these things will bring people to come to the knowledge of God, to the knowledge of the truth, to the knowledge of Christ and His will, then there is no problem. There is no problem. So we see that 
he says that you may he prays that you may be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness so he was praying for them a prayer that is so rich in spiritual things you see he says that giving thanks unto the father how which has made us a meet or made us to be partakers of the the inheritance of the saints in the light who i will come to explain every verse don't mind we are still having a lot of time this is our day too he says who has delivered us from the powers of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son verse 14 says that in whom we have in whom we have redemption through his blood uh, 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 he says through his blood even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible god and the firstborn of every creature so paul is revealing to us that Christ is the image of the invisible God. If you want to see God, if you want to know God, then Christ is the image. If you don't have the image, then you cannot have the reality. You cannot come to the reality. In other words, all what we do in church, whether good or bad, singing what, they, we are supposed to see the image of Christ in everything that we do. Because as a church is the image of Christ. But this Christ must manifest because Christ is the image of God, then the church is the image of Christ. If the church cannot show Christ, then it can, God cannot allow that. You see, it says that Christ is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. Verse 16 says that, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and uh, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, all uh, principalities, all powers, all, all kings. They, they, he says that they were created by him and they are created for him. We shall come to, to know the depth of these verses. I'm just reading through you as I wind up uh, for you. He says that, all things that we have, all things that we have achieved, all things that we are, they are supposed to be for Christ. Pointing at Christ, they are for him, they are by him. And it says in verse 17 that and he is the he, he is before all things, and by him all things consist or they subsist in other translations. He says that and he is the head of all of the body of the church, who is the the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things Christ might have the preeminence in all things that we do in all things that we see in all things that we will ever meet in life christ must have the preeminence it's supposed to be on top it's supposed to be our senior in everything the beginning of everything so for it pleased the father that in christ should all the fullness dwell if i want to see the fullness of the triune god the trinity i'm supposed to pursue christ that's what he means verse 20 says that and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be things in in the earth all things in heaven and you he says that and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works yet now has he reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death he says to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight the question is how are we going to present people to 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 the, in the sight before the sight of god when they are not complete in christ the bible says we are supposed to be complete and perfected in christ so if i don't preach christ what will complete you what will perfect you if i only minister any other thing that is not jesus christ 
That's not Jesus Christ. That's why even the, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, when the Comforter shall come, he shall teach you all things. He shall take of my things and give to you. He will not preach himself. The Holy Spirit cannot preach himself. The Holy Spirit preaches Christ. The Holy Spirit will not minister himself. The Holy Spirit ministers Christ. That is the order of, of the triune God. So, even everything that we do, we are aiming at one thing, to present the people of God perfect and complete as we are presenting them before God. He says in verses um, in verses 20, yes, 23, if I continue, he says that if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not and and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel what's the hope of the gospel that is jesus christ he says that we which we have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven wherefore i paul am made a minister who now rejoice in in my sufferings for you and fill up um, that that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for the for his body's sake. He says, which is the church. Paul was suffering for one thing, the church. And he says that, wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to, feel, to fulfill the word of God. Verse 26, which is our key scripture in these teachings that we're going to be teaching. Verse 26 to 29, that's where we have come from, we have come to. He says that, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from the generations but now is made manifest to his saints in other words the saints have got a revelation of this vision of this mystery verse 27 says to whom god would make known that what is the riches of the glory of his miss of this mystery among the gentiles and which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, Christ is the hope of glory. Christ lives in us. Christ is in every believer as a mystery. And our duty is to see that every day we get a revelation of Christ. It's no longer a mystery. It's not supposed to remain a mystery. When you get saved, you find that Christ is still a mystery to you. But under teachings and preachings and everything that is supposed to be done in church, you have got to reach a time whereby Christ is no longer a mystery, whereby Christ is a reality whereby you are now the full image of Christ, reflecting Jesus Christ in everything that you do. Hallelujah. So, we see that Paul says that says, we preach him, we warn every man, we teach every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Not perfect in gift, not perfect in anointing, not perfect in singing, not perfect in teaching, not perfect in gifts, but perfect in Christ. This is the message of life. This is what it means to experience Christ. Once again, I want to stop there. The Bible say, it stops in verse 29 by saying that, um, where to I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. May God bless you. Once again, this is our day two. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis, matter of other from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry. You can follow us on Facebook, Freedom Experience Ministry page. You can follow us on website, freedomexperienceministry.org. You can also follow us on our radio. We have a radio. Check our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Radio. You, 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 you'll be taken where our radio link is and you listen to our radio. I have teachings there every day at 3 a.m. in the night and a repeat at 6 p.m. in the evening every day and also the lunch hour that at, at, at every day at one and also a, a repeat 
9 p.m. every evening. Those are the times whereby we minister on our radio, Freedom Experience Radio. God bless you. God bless you. We love you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.